0: Dawson. Drop that beat to start the episode. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson.
1: Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. It's February 28th, the last day of the month. 2022 it is, yes it is. Now, (laughs) Oh, man. Cynthia asked an interesting question out of Rockville, Maryland. She wanted to know if I knew what the percentage of circumcised men were in the United States. Now, the reason why Cynthia asked this question is because the guy she's dating now told her that he's not circumcised. And they've been dating now for about three and a half weeks. And she's kind of concerned about that as far as infections, that kind of thing. Now, I looked on the CDC website and found that 80.5% of men overall in the United States are circumcised. Now, 91% of white males are. And about 76% of black males are black, non-Hispanic. Now, a lot of women have a problem with this, with the people that are not circumcised, because they concern themselves about infections, which is a valid concern. Others are concerned about cleanliness, of course. Odor. And some women just don't like it not to be circumcised now other women don't care usually a lot of European women will encounter a man who's not circumcised more frequently than an American woman now some of the things that Cynthia wanted to address are as follows I've listened to your podcast Jocelyn and I'm Cynthia out of Rockville, Maryland I'm 42 years of age, and every man I've ever dated in my life has been circumcised, including my ex-husband. However, this new gentleman that I'm dating now made it abundantly clear that he wasn't and wasn't planning on having that done. We've been dating now for about three weeks, and he's a very nice guy. I love him to death so far, but that may be a problem for me. It has to do more with hygiene. I didn't want to ask him if he cleaned it. From what I understand, I have a girlfriend who married a guy from Denmark, and he's not circumcised. So I was trying to get information from her to better understand how to deal with this situation. Being that you're a man, you may have a little bit more insight than I do. Just asking, Cynthia Rockville, Maryland. Well, here's the thing with some men they may have to go through a process where they could pull the skin foreskin completely back now I learned this from a doc when I was in the Marine Corps we had a corpsman with us and he was informing us of this before we went overseas so that the guys would know everything they'll need to know before they get there because they showed us this film when we got ready to uh, deploy. And I can tell you, every man in that room was grabbing his penis. After seeing some of the stuff that they showed on that of diseases and things, oh yeah, let me tell you, dudes were walking out going to the bathroom checking themselves to make sure. Now, one thing that I'll tell you, from what he told us during that time, I could reflect on it, he said that some guys will be able to pull the foreskin back and it will stretch where the head of the penis will pop out and then they could clean it that way and after a while it stretched so much until they just clean it on a regular basis others however may not do so and it just may remain tight and sometimes they may have to go and have circumcision in order to have a more comfortable sexual experience especially if the woman's real tight now What will happen is the guy will have to constantly clean himself before he has sex, without a doubt. There are some women, fellas, that do not like men who are not circumcised. They will ask you this up front. So, they use it as a filtering tool. And depending on the woman, but usually, if a woman is into you, she'll work out a way of making sure that's not a problem. However, there are others that are specific about this. So this is something to think about. Now, some people do it for religious reasons. Others do it because it's, you know, easier to have done while the person's a baby. And then you have those that have it done later on in life. Had a friend of mine that had it done later on in life. And it cracked me up. He said there was this nurse that would come in and check on him. And he had to wind up asking them to bring in another nurse that didn't have such a fine shape because he'd get hard every time he saw it and he had stitches in his penis and it would hurt when he'd get hard. So it depends. It depends totally on the woman whether or not she's you know, down with that or not. It's not uncommon for people in the South to not be circumcised, especially in the rural South. It varies. It depends on the person. So, Cynthia, I hope that was an adequate answer to your question. All right. Let's go on here and talk about a subject that comes up every once in a while with relationships in general. When is the appropriate time to talk about sex? Guys, I will tell you the best thing to do. Let her bring it up but here's the thing and ladies this is part of that control you have during a date during a relationship you know I told you you lead us we follow so you have to also put a measure on it as well fellas if she tells you up front that no sex before marriage if you can hold out that long all to the good One thing that I will tell you, you will not know what you're getting until honeymoon night. And that could be good, bad, or indifferent. You don't know. That works better with people when they both have not had sex before. Once one of the parties has had that experience, that leaves the other partner at a kind of a disadvantage in the bedroom. They're playing catch-up. They're learning. And sometimes if the person is kind of experienced with it, they will get frustrated because it's like, damn, what's you know, why is it taking so long? Why can't why can't they get this right? And that could be a problem. That's one of the reasons why, ladies, a lot of men don't like dealing with virgins. For that same reason. Now it works well if it's a situation where he's going to go through the relationship and go through all of the rungs and ladders in order to get to her, marry her, engage her, marry her, and then go on. And that really doesn't become a big issue. Now, both of them are novice and they're still learning about it. In that way, no one's embarrassed because they're both stumbling around, trying to get things right, trying to make sure things are working. But now when you have an experienced person who's dealing with someone that's inexperienced, it's not uncommon for them to get upset with that person, especially if that person had never had sex before, starts bragging, starts telling tall tales of how many women they slept with, or the girl telling them about all the wild times she's had. And then you start out and you realize that those things weren't true. It's kind of like a disappointment. But most people work through that. They can adjust. Others may have a problem with it. It depends on the individual. Now, another thing to keep in mind too. When you go into an intimate situation, it should lead up to sex and not start with sex. When it starts with sex, that means the only thing you guys wanted to do was have a hookup. Start with the sex, you go on, you do your thing, and then you go. Now, the interesting thing, I looked at one study. They said that 65% of people that get involved in hookups do not engage in oral or anal sex. So it's just regular, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and they gone. And there are reasons for this. One is they don't really know that person, so they may not go down on them or do whatever they're going to do with them because that's not the one. There are some people that reserve oral sex or any other kind of anal or whatever for only people that they're going to be with long-term. So like if they're going to be in a long-term relationship, then that may be in the cards. Outside of that, more than likely, it'll just be traditional sex now another thing too to keep in mind if the person is a germaphobe that could be a real issue as well I've dated one germaphobe in my life and I'll never do it again and I never understood she was so high strung on cleanliness hand sanitizers all of this other stuff I mean it got to a point where it was almost unbearable her house constantly smelled like bleach and cleanser but this individual had a cat and the cat would piss all over the place never piss in the litter box cat would poop all over the place never in the litter box and so even though she had demand all of this cleanliness from everyone else that came into her place, her apartment, the cat was exempt. And the place smelled like bleach, cleanser, and cat piss 24-7. I couldn't do it. I had to go. You will find people like that. And they'll be obsessive. Now, one thing I will tell you when it comes down to sex, most couples, on average, will use condoms up to six weeks into their relationship, and then many times they will go and taper off and not use them anymore. And a lot of this has to do with the psychological aspect of having sex with the person. You've humanized them, they've humanized you, you're comfortable with them, and therefore, you go without the condom. Now, keep in mind, the disease, if there's ever a disease involved, whether it's herpes, HIV, or whatever, it doesn't give a damn about that, or HPV. It doesn't care. It's going to still do its thing, whether you are waiting six months, six weeks, a year, doesn't matter. So you have to understand that. So you can go get tested in order to lessen those odds but even when you're testing you won't know until the test results come back right now the one thing that you keep in mind too with this is that on average around the 8th or ninth uh, week of dating is when most women that are going for long term relationships will begin to have sex with the gentleman because at this point she's comfortable She feels as though she's made a good decision. She's confident about the choice she made. And therefore, she's going to go forward. But these women will usually ask for exclusivity early on, well before sex is in the cards, where they're asking for a commitment of some sort, where the two of you are going to be together exclusively. Nothing's wrong with that. Now, some guys freak out about that because they don't want to necessarily feel like they're cornered. This is where a lot of women break off the relationships. If they don't see a situation where it's going to be a future, she'll clam up, close up, and leave. Now, there's some out there that will go and have the friends with benefits thing, or they will go and have other type of arrangements, such as maybe casual dating, that kind of thing. But a word to the wise, just to help you out, those of you who have multiple partners, understand there's always the possibility of one of those partners getting a hold of somebody that may not be so clean or may not be so um, vigilant about their health. And that can impact you. You know, I was on one dating site and the lady wrote in her ad and her profile. I'm HIV and I have herpes. It's just something that everybody gets, so what's the big deal? So when she's done, she's kind of normalized that and made it seem like it's a non-factor. Now, a person that's concerned about their health, they're not gonna necessarily go for that person. Now, they do have websites for people who are HIV positive. They have websites for people who have herpes. Dating sites. And so some people will go there, and in that way, they don't have to be so embarrassed about revealing what's going on with them. And so the people understand by going on there that that person, you know, will have that condition. And it's not that these people are to be written off or thrown away or anything of that sort by no stretch. But the thing is, is that. It's just so that they are they are letting you know that they, that you know indeed that they have these conditions, because there have been plenty of lawsuits brought up for people who knew they had it and infected someone else. So it's one of those things that will help keep you out of court by letting people know. We'll talk more in just a moment. Okay, let's see what's in the mailbag here from Harriet. I've listened to your podcast, and I really like it. I wish I would have known some of the things that I know now from you. I'm 68 years old, a proud grandmother of eight, had two daughters. They were the daughters from hell, to say the least. But they seem to measure out pretty good now in their 40s. But I got a couple of questions that maybe you can help me with. My granddaughter came to me yesterday. She's 21 and still a virgin. She's fell in love with this guy, and now she's actually thinking about losing her virginity. She dare not tell her mother this because her mother runs her life with an iron fist already. I was more of a permissive parent. She wanted to know about cleaning herself for a man to have sex. Now I thought it was an inappropriate topic at first, trying to be the grandmotherly figure I am, but I realized this kid was gonna have sex anyway, so I might as well tell her what I knew best. Years ago, I used to have the red hot water bottle, and then I graduated to the little Massengill douche. And of course, now they say that that's no longer acceptable. So I had to adjust to use water. From my perspective, it's always been, and my husband never complained about it. I just used water and rinsed. I'm wondering if that's still the thing that men would prefer now, being that a woman's health is very important these days. Harriet, Salem, Oregon. Harriet, um, I will tell you. For most women, all they need, need just regular rinsing. That's it water just regular water rinse because see as a man let me tell you what we are looking for is not to smell that fishy odor because usually that may mean something like an infection and you might look in there a guy might look in there or you may take a mirror and look at yourself and if it's real white inside you may want to talk to your doctor but if it's fleshy pink, shouldn't be any problem. Now, here's the thing. That sweet smell, and it's a kind of a Swedish, um, kind of a weird smell is normal. Not the fishy smell, but like, um, and you also can get that fishy smell um, if sperm has sat inside your vagina for a while. But for the most part, though, it's a situation where, as men, I always tell them to sniff, look, and lick. Yep, you heard it. And that way, you want to do that before you lick, though, just to tell you. But the reason why you want to do that is to make sure, because what happens Women are very self-conscious because they have a lot of fluids secreting down there. And that's understandable. As men, we expect that. And those pheromones start kicking out and we start getting hard. That's the way it goes. Now, the thing is, though, is that I think some women over-prepare too much. Putting certain fragrances and stuff like that down there some of that stuff gets on your tongue and it's like you're dealing with perfume. So, it could be fresh. I mean, you don't have to do too much because women usually are very good as far as taking care of that part of their bodies because they have a lot of things going on down there. And so they always focus on that many times over. Now, Something I learned the other day that I didn't know, I used to see a lot of women use talcum powder under their breasts. They had large breasts. And she told me, she said, no. She said, now, I always use cornstarch. I was like, whoa, okay. So it varies. It varies from person to person. Now, the thing to keep in mind, too, is that men are not too choosy and not too picky. They will stick their penis into anything before they look or even before they sniff, they don't care. And so guys have to be careful. And now your body chemistry may also be altered from having sex with someone without a condom. So there may be other odors from that you have a lot of things that you have to look out for with that because you may have transferable diseases somebody may have crabs that kind of thing so you have to look at that now
0: the main thing
1: is not too much has changed from when you were having sex Harriet. so it's pretty much basically the same the only difference is A lot of the places are not recommending that you use these uh, commercialized douches with the floral smell and all that stuff. Because for some women, it has contributed to certain ailments. And so it's best to be safe than sorry. And now you never know what half of the chemicals that they're putting in things today. It's hard to say, you know. Just keep it basic and shouldn't have any problem but I thought it was kind of interesting that she would contact you as opposed to her mom so I guess when a mother finds out you're going to be the bad guy I'm just saying you know how that goes sometimes I guess what you're going to do basically is go on, do what needs to be done, and ask for forgiveness later. But you told her, right? I'm no doctor. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a doctor. I'm not professing to be a professional. She may want to go to a gynecologist and get checked out prior to. And whatever a gynecologist tells her, that's the thing. And fellas, let me tell you something. I'm just going to tell you this as a heads up. If you value your health, you will never date a woman that does not go to a gynecologist. I mean that. Because there are some women that have not gone to one in decades. And the reason why I tell you this is because a lot of times they don't really think they need to. And it's always good. Who knows? They might discover something that could extend their life. And you want to make sure that they go get their past mares, and their mammograms. And guys, you got to go get your prostates checked too. Especially when you get 40 and up. Have your colon checked. All those things. Hell, when I go to the VA, it feels like I'm on a damn assembly line at a damn Ford Motor Plant. But this is what happens. You want to do this so that you could protect yourselves because you never know what you may be facing there was a lady that was on TikTok a while back who was a nurse and this woman came into their facility and she was complaining about chest pains she and her husband hadn't had sex in months and She took the woman into the room. They took off the bandages around her chest. First, they were wondering why she had bandages. And when they took one of the bandages off, part of the skin on her breast came off as well. This woman had been suffering with breast cancer for so long, treating it just like it was a regular sore, that she had to wind up having a double mastectomy. She had been in pain, taking all kind of medication for the pain. And her husband was under the impression that, well, something was wrong with her, but she kept it to herself. Refused to go to the doctor. Because in some people, going to the doctor is considered to be something that is like, you're not, you're weak. You're not strong. that strength you think you have will be the very thing to kill you. You need to go to the doctor on a regular basis just to have checkups to see what's going on with you. And not only that, it makes you feel good at least to know that your health is in check. Now I know for some people it's very difficult because the way our healthcare system is messed up in this country is difficult and expensive because they really, really should have nationalized health care. It'd be far cheaper. I told you about the situation in one of the other podcasts about the girlfriend I had from Germany. She had an ear infection. We went to ER, there were people there in ER that had been there for hours. Mm -hmm. I had Kaiser at the time, insurance, and I was paying close to 670 a month. She got there, they saw her within 15 minutes. She was out with a prescription and we were headed to the pharmacy before the half hour was up. And I had to go to the lady at the window And just ask her, why was my girlfriend brought back there when you had all those other people in the lobby, in the waiting room? She said, because the German government pays their bills. And she says, and besides, many of these insurance companies have a certain requirement as far as how long the person has to stay before they see the doctor. And I thought that was ridiculous so these people are suffering because the insurance company is thinking that oh well maybe it's not an ailment they'll just go back home they'll be okay we need to look at nationalized health care at some point we could do something as simple as have a nationalized dental plan and that will help people eat better so they're not eating a lot of junk food A lot of people are eating the way they do because their teeth are worn down, because their teeth are broken. In some cases, they don't have any. And that would help prevent many of the medical issues that we have by people people eating improperly. I mean, they load us up with corn syrup and all kinds of other things that are not so healthy for us. We got so many preservatives in our food, it's pathetic compared to countries like Canada, England, and different other countries. They have countries where they won't even take some of the food that we have that are processed. And we wonder why, as Americans in general, we're fatter than anybody else. When I was in Europe, that was an interesting thing I saw. I didn't see too many obese people there. When I was in Asia same thing but yet it's one of those social taboos that we can't talk about when it comes down to someone being fat Oh, women can talk about a man and his fat ass all day long but let a man say anything close to being fat honey do I look good in this dress yes dear because he knows damn well if he says no, you're fat, every woman that's an earshot of him will whoop his ass. So, what has happened culturally in America? We've learned to be attracted to curvy women, that's part of our culture. And so, what happens with this? That minority of women that are slender, they become the threat and the envy. You know, it's kind of interesting. When they'd have these bikini models, you never see a full-size girl or a curvy girl in any of those advertisements. Because that would really be the person that they would be advertising to. but instead they go for that minority. And they try to keep you on diets. How many of you have been on diets and made New Year's resolutions and lied to yourself and everybody else about that diet that you were gonna keep until the end of the year? I had a friend of mine. She was on so many damn diets until finally she got admitted to the hospital because she had lost so much weight from dehydration. it was pathetic you got to do things in moderation with some health supervision doctor and in some cases it's hard for you to get a doctor many of you are seeing physician's assistants people who are not doctors and by the time you do see a doctor the situation is kind of like mission critical. It all has to do with our healthcare system. And it also has to do with the fact that education is not stressed so much in our society. So what happens, a lot of these people wind up getting sidetracked on these practical application jobs. And we need more intelligentsia, we need more people in medicine, more people in technology, more people in engineering more people in the sciences, so that we don't have to be so dependent on people coming from other countries who are intellectually smarter than we are. We have the opportunity. We have the best schools in the world. Research facilities, we have all of those things. We have the resources, but the problem, again, is the cost to pay for it which we could do with a nationalized education system. I'm not talking socialism, folks. We could still be a democracy and still have those two pillars in our society shored up, health care and education. Outside of a mortgage, those are going to be the two other biggest expenses that you're going to have. That would leave a lot more disposable income in the economy to create more jobs and to also stimulate it. Because what we started out with worked for the time we used it. But now we have to start thinking beyond that point. You look at our Generation Z people. They're trying to go healthier with plant-based diets. Now that's got some issues in itself. Because usually when we start out with these trends, we have people that are getting into it for the money and they're going to take shortcuts. see it all the time. Remember FinFan? Don't hear about that no more, do you? So, what we have to do now, we have to really look at where we are and where we're going. We've now become sensitive about climate change we're talking about putting electric vehicles on the road even more now there was a gentleman back in the 1990s that created a hydrogen vehicle his car ran off of water and it could go up to 20. I think it took 22 gallons to drive from Los Angeles to New York never found out what happened with the patents or anything pertaining to that endeavor so we have to look at things broadly and something like this Harriet is something that we have to contend with on a regular basis they're changing in our society attitudes We want a more simplified life now. And at some point, we'll probably get it. Who knows? More in a minute, folks. Okay, let's see what else is in the mailbag here from Timothy. Timothy. I've listened to your podcast and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for what you share with us. I really appreciate your thoughts because they really helped me out a lot. I'm faced with a challenge right now in my workplace. I'm 28 years old and my boss, she's just turned 40. She's been coming on to me something fierce. She's married and yesterday she asked me to stay over. So I stayed a little bit overtime after work, about two hours, and she made it a point to lean into me, massage my shoulders. She is not a bad looking woman by no stretch, but I know if I start something with her, it's gonna be long term. I'm the kind of guy that is looking for a permanent relationship. I'm on several dating sites, and right now I have more love to give than a little bit. I kinda told her this yesterday, so now she has an idea of what I'm looking for. She told me that wouldn't be a problem and she said I would never have to worry about her husband because she's planning on leaving him within a couple of months. I just don't feel too comfortable because if the people in the office found out, they'd love her to death. So I'll be the guy that would be the villain here. I don't make any approaches or any advances to her in the office. And this is not the first time she's come across to me. One time she invited me to lunch and under the table, she took off her shoe and slid it in between my legs and massaged my you-know-what. I'll admit, I tried to play it off. I even closed my legs with her foot there. It did did feel kinda good because I could feel the heat from her body. She's very sensual very attractive and I know if I go into this woman and I literally mean into her I'm not pulling out. I let her know this and maybe I shouldn't have but it seems like it intensified her efforts to be with me. I'm telling you this because Valentine's Day I received this card with this long letter in it from her she talked about the things she would like to do to me, the things she wants from me, and how we could be together. I'm scratching my head now because it's at a point where we're supposed to go on a conference trip together. And she's already said that she's only reserved one room with one bed. And she wants me with her. Even though the rest of the employees will be in other areas of the hotel I'm confused yeah I see you are sir Um, what's your company policy like first of all second of all she's married third of all you got too much to lose with her now, she might protect you, but you can't trust her right now because you have not really got a chance to, you know, really be with her. Now, here's the thing you got to first decipher. Where would this relationship go if it was to come to fruition? That's the first thing. Now, women, especially married women, will always say that they're going to leave their husbands, just like... Married men tell these young girls that they're going to leave their wives. They have no intentions of leaving. See, the thing is, unless she can sustain her lifestyle independently of him, then maybe. And that's the shot I think she's shooting, is that she's becoming more independent. You could tell that by her actions with you. Whatever went wrong in their marriage... It's wrong and it's not being fixed, not being worked on properly in some kind of way or not being worked on at all, who knows? But one thing for sure is she's dragging you into that situation. I would tread very lightly, let her do all the advances. You do nothing, just document everything. So just in case she turns cold on you and decides to say, you know what? He made sexual advances at me. You got things documented to prove otherwise. Because I'm telling you, if she feels as though she's going to lose her job, or is going to be embarrassed in some kind of way, husband finds out, whatever, trust me, she's going to cling to that moral values thing with him and leave your ass in the breeze as a bad guy. I personally wouldn't deal with it. If you get the divorce you leave the company, get the divorce, then yes, we'll look at that. But until then, uh uh-uh. No. No, this is a dead-end road for you. You get involved with her, she's going to be more demanding of you. They're going to notice special treatment because she's your boss. There are going to be certain frills, things you're going to get away with, that they're going to raise questions about. Now, with this conference, she deliberately brought you there. I guarantee you, they don't need you at that conference. She probably wanted you there specifically. When I worked for a company once, we had conferences. And we would see couples that we thought were married couples who were not. They were from different divisions, and these people started seeing each other years prior. And when they were at the conference, it was as if they were married. They'd be in the pools together. They would be in a jacuzzi together. They would be kissing each other. And these people were married to other people. It was like a vacation away from their marriage. And being a single man, I had to pick up the letter if I wanted it. There were so many married women looking to have affairs while they were away from their husbands. In this case, what she's doing is she's what is called packaging you. And she's grooming you as well. But with packaging, what that means primarily is she's kind of squaring you off as hers within the company. So there'll be a lot of things that you'll be exempt from that you may not realize until later on like she might send you on a certain assignment that the rest of the people won't get a chance to do. Now, don't be surprised if you guys are at that conference together and you get back to your company and rumors start. And don't be surprised if she has the authority, if she does, to have those people transferred, fired, or removed. And if she goes to that measure, that means that the fix is in for you. That means your life is going to be controlled at that company by that woman. She's very straightforward. See, the thing that a lot of these women get away with in the workplace is the fact that if they go to HR, and especially now with everybody getting Weinsteined, it's a situation where it's a zero-sum game for you. Because the only thing she has to do is just go to HR. And you're done. I think you need to create some space. But see, here's the thing. you got to be very political with this and diplomatic. If you turn her down, she's going to make a life a living hell. So it has to be one of these things where you got to create a stopgap, some kind of obstacle. If you don't have a girlfriend, tell her you have one. Just something in order to create some space. Now, there's a good chance she may try harder for you, if you do. But here's the thing. It's going to snap her into the reality of the fact that she's married. And that might have a bearing on how she goes forward. Because at that point, she's in competition with the younger woman now there's a good possibility she may ask you questions about this young lady and may want to meet her and that kind of thing you can get a friend just to say that she's your girlfriend you just want somebody to be a placeholder and let your girlfriend or let your friend know what's going on and how you need her help for that because you gotta create some space between the two of you so that you can kind of think your way through this thing and think about what your next move is going to be, whether you're going to go to another company, whether you're going to get a transfer or something. Because I'm going to tell you, keeping down the road you're going, once you slept with this woman, you're going to be hers. See, she's not one of these type of women that just going to flirt with you, sleep with you, and then disown you. She's got too much to risk doing that now if she was like your peer or something like that yeah I can see that done but being that she's your manager I don't think so I think she really wants you and you have got to control your emotions the way you work with her the way you deal with her keep that Valentine's Day card with the letter keep all of that as you may need it Keep the envelope. Everything. You may need it later on. That's to help you. But what you don't want to do is make any advances on her. Don't kiss her. Let her do all the touching and the feeling and all the rest of that stuff. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you go to HR, you got to be very careful because a lot of times they have already got that sold up. Because she's doing this so freely because she knows that there are not that many consequences she would have to answer to she's got you locked in buddy boy what you gotta do now since you have your hand in the lion's mouth is pray that the lion doesn't sneeze so you don't want nothing to startle the lion so you gotta kind of play it evenly But by saying you have a girlfriend, that will make it a little bit easier for her because see, with that, she may lay back because she'll realize she's an older woman. You're with a woman in your peer group. Even though she thinks that she can outmaneuver this woman because she knows more than she does, what this will do, it will set up a boundary for her. See, where you made your mistake was in the beginning when she made the first advance, was not setting those boundaries now you're trying to reconstruct boundaries so that in that way she will be able to respect you because right now she doesn't because if she sees it you're a single man you're young, you work for her and she already knows how much you make she already knows where you work she knows what kind of car you drive She know pretty much about your lifestyle. So she's got the divs on you compared to a woman that you would meet and get to know and that she would have to learn these things about you. She already has a window into your life, and into your lifestyle. And she will dictate to a certain degree. whether you get promoted. And I'm going to tell you the worst thing that could happen to you is to get promoted and you know you didn't work for it because people will notice that that you work with that's going to be problematic for you because then they're going to start saying special treatment and then especially after this conference thing yeah now I don't know when this conference is coming up but you may want to drop to her and, and let her know that hey you know, I'm seeing someone right now. And in that way she may make changes on the arrangements at the conference. Now if not, she'll probably go on with it and say, Well, you know, we'll just have to share you. And the way she's looking at it is, well my I'm sharing you, I'm I'm sharing myself with you and my husband. And that'll be her qualifier. I wish you would have written me earlier before when this first started happening, because I would have told you then that was the best time for you to escape. But in this situation, you probably cannot afford just to get another job right off on a whim, even though there are a lot of jobs out there. You want to establish yourself where you are, so at least you have a decent rep when you leave, because it could very well be that if you left the company, she gives you a bad rap. And it may be difficult for you to get with another employer. So I would also start looking for another job as well. That will help you immensely. But for right now, being that you have probably rent, car payments, and all those things due, and you may not have enough money in savings, I don't know what your financial situation is, but you want to make sure that you start putting money away for yourself just in case you do have to another job so that in that way it will create that distance. Now it doesn't mean she's going to lose her interest because see she already knows where you live apparently she wrote you the Valentine's Day card and sent it to your residence. Do not be surprised if she shows up because I'm sure that at some point her curiosity may be peaked in that direction. You got your hands full, kid. More in a moment. Alright, let's see what else is in the mailbag for today. And this is Byron from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I really thought that the Super Bowl weekend was going to be a good time for me and my girlfriend. I was able to get tickets to Los Angeles. Wasn't able to get tickets to the Super Bowl, though, they were too damn expensive but what we were going to do was spend seven days in Los Angeles. We are going to take off that Friday and it was just supposed to be the two of us. Well, things didn't work out that way. We get to LAX. I look up and who do I see? A whole bunch of people that she knew wearing their University of Tennessee garb. That was all I needed to see. I knew then her friends had known about us going there. This is not the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth time that anytime I schedule something for the two of us she gets her damn friends involved. All girls. So we checked in our hotel room. They had rooms on the adjacent doors. It was a mess. The whole night They were coming in, interrupting us, having drinks, laughing, telling corny jokes. And I told my girl that I wanted some time with us alone. And that started a big argument. You don't like my friends, they spent their own money to come and be with us. They've been with us ever since the relationship I told her. And then that started another argument. Then she brought her girlfriends in for backup and they all lit into me. Talking about I should be so grateful to have her as a girlfriend. She's a wonderful person. But what she doesn't realize is every time they come out with us, no matter where we go, they always run up a tab and I'm the one that has to pay for it. I told her this time and time again and it starts another argument. It's like I'm not dating her, but I'm dating her and her friends. So I made the comment before we left on that Friday by telling her maybe I should sleep with all of them since they're always with us. She didn't speak to me on the flight all the way back home. She was pissed, livid, hadn't said a word to me since. It's been about almost two weeks now. In a way, I feel vindicated but in another way I would hate to lose her as my girl. We've done a lot together. We've had a lot of fun, at least in the initial stages. We've been together now about 22 months. And things were going well for the first 10 of those. But for some reason, those damn friends came in and took over everything. And that's the way it's been. They come over to the apartment. They have parties when I'm at work. And it's always them. Is there any way I could separate her from them permanently? Byron, you ask a tall question, my friend. And the answer is no. Because she had this in the works when you guys first started dating. Those friends are a permanent fixture in her life. They know everything about you And I'm sure everything about what you guys have done in that relationship. Now, these girls are not even going to find a boyfriend. They don't want one. They have a whole bunch of men chasing them. But they have fun being party girls and being single. That's the way your girl used to be. And now that she has a man, they're like, "The hell with the man. You're still partying with us, girl. That's where they are. She told them that you guys were going to Los Angeles. They made arrangements. She coordinated with them. Don't let her try to tell you that it was a thing where they just happened to be there. You should realize that now. So, in essence, you are married to them in that relationship, whether you like it or not, even though you guys are only dating. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you guys were to break up, I guarantee you, those women would probably cycle through one by one to try to have you as their boyfriend. And here's the sad thing about it. Your girlfriend wouldn't get upset because she realizes that she still has a window into your life. You've been set up. Easy to say, you've been set up. Now, she knew that you would not have gone for paying for them to fly out there. She knew that you would not have gone for you to pay for their rooms. That's the reason why she did that covertly with them. But I guarantee you probably had to pay for meals, you probably had to pay for drinks, and all kind of other accoutrements along the way. So, sorry that you had such a bummed out Valentine's Day slash Super Bowl weekend. But these things do happen. And fortunately for you you have some other options. Let me tell you what they are. Don't give her an ultimatum. That won't work. That will not work. Because what she'll do then is double down and dare you to leave. Now if you leave her it will be a situation where she's going to definitely push one of her girlfriends forward to try to get back with you. She's probably going to try the PR thing at first where the girlfriend's going to be soft-spoken and tell you that you should go back with her or something like that. The only time they're going to try to go for you is if she leaves you. And that's highly doubtful because she has a good right now. Because whether or not you accept them. She views you as accepting them as part of your relationship. And no matter what you tell her, you could even go to counseling. I guarantee she'll argue with the counselor on this. Because they have been close for so long that it's a situation where she probably wouldn't know what to do without them. See, they also give her an identity as well because she's the leader of the pack. They are followers. And so if she says, I'm done with him, oh, you're going to have plenty of them that are going to go along with her, but you're going to also have a few that are hang around and try to go and finish the carcass of you. So just think of it that way. Now, she probably did this in the beginning where the friends were not around in the beginning. Because she didn't want to bring those people in in order to overwhelm you. But that was going to happen. Remember I talked to you about things such as character, behavior, situation and results or the X factor? Well, the character was she had to compose herself enough in order to solidify a relationship with you. And that meant that she had to keep her party life and friends at bay and she had to say oh girl you're gonna meet him he's a real fun guy etc etc yeah he's really cool and he'll like you guys that's what she did she placated them for a while then she let her hair down after she felt as though she had an equity stake in the relationship where she could say well you know I'm gonna have my friends hang out a bit have them come around and they start doing it on a regular basis and at first, you tolerated it, and then you brought it up as an issue to start a point of contention. She automatically went to feeling as though she was the victim. and she blamed you, probably for alienating her from her friends. Then she tried to shame you and saying, "Well, you have your friends and I don't have mine around." And then she started make you feel guilty. It's because of you, my friendships, are now in bad shape. And the girls don't like me anymore. What she's doing is she hasn't grown up emotionally. She's still a teenager in that emotional space. And so, therefore, she's taking your tolerance, which you've given her in the past, as now a green light of acceptance. And so, she's normalized the behavior of those women constantly being around you guys now I know you paid out of your ass for the two of you to go to Los Angeles especially during Super Bowl weekend it was a lot of money especially for hotels and right now you're probably back there trying to figure out how to pay off the credit card bills and trying to get things back in order and really you're at a point where you probably cannot afford for them to want to go on another excursion or something else with you So what I would recommend is to shut everything down as far as partying, going out, doing anything with her outside of maybe something at the home. Bring it back to the house where it's just the two of you and what will happen is it's going to get kind of normalized again and see if that will work. Because what you got to do now is to slow that pace of that relationship down a lot. Because the way it's going right now, She's in 7th Heaven. Just telling you. But it's up to you. Like I said, it's your decision. It's your life. Your options. 1. You can break off the relationship and start fresh. You always have that option. 2. You can slow the relationship down as I told you before. 3. You can make the conditions where it's to say, okay, we have to have some boundaries and some rules. You didn't set them in the beginning. Now you're at a point where if you set them, she's probably going to look at you and say, please. But you can at least try by saying, hey, look, your friends, we can only see them on the weekend. Or uh, we can only see them, you know, maybe once a month or something like that. And then she might pout or whatever. But once she sees the severity of it, and don't threaten to leave her, tell her you will leave her there's a difference in this way you're not giving an ultimatum because she doesn't have to do something in order to stay in the relationship she has the option to leave you always leave a person the option to opt out the relationship I guarantee you she's not more than likely going to leave what she's going to do is comport her behavior and do what she did in the beginning of the relationship go a little bit like she did in the relationship, then it's gonna come up again. Hopefully by that time it does, the friends have got their own lives, they got boyfriends, they got husbands or whatever at that time, hopefully, and then you could be on your way, or fiance's or whatever, you guys could be on your way. The other one, you could try counseling with them and see if that will work. It's a crapshoot, shoot, and uh, all bets are off if that would be effective, but you could try it. More than likely, she'll probably argue with the counselor to have her way. best of luck to you sir okay let's see who we have here Eugene out of Baltimore writes the following I'm ready to move I'm really ready to move dude there have been too many killings where I live my girl loves this place her family loves this place And she's telling me that I need to stay. I don't see any growth here. I'm sorry. I graduated from college two years ago. And the job I'm working now can make more money elsewhere. At least in a safer environment. There was a dude that was shot down the street just a couple of days ago. Over some bullshit. And now my girl's sitting here talking about, well, that's anywhere you go. I'm tired of hearing that. She's not the one that got robbed. She's not the one that almost got carjacked a few weeks ago. It was me. And it's like she doesn't care. She's always talking about how the black community is this and that, and how everything is, what I see it is wrong. I'm tired of this. She doesn't see what I see. She doesn't experience what I experience. I think I'm going to have to leave her because I'm thinking about moving to Atlanta. I know Atlanta is no Valhalla. I guess I spelled that right. V-A-L-L-H-A-L-L-O-W. No, you didn't, fella. But I'll continue to read. So therefore, I don't know whether or not Atlanta will be a wise move, but I just got to get away from this insanity here what can I do to convey to her what I really need to tell her? Because I've tried, I've tried, Lord knows I've tried telling her. But her family is always in her ear about staying in Baltimore because the whole family's from Baltimore and they can take their lineage all the way back to the 1800s as if I really give a damn about that. Because where we live and where her family lives is in a dangerous area. Well, the only thing I can tell you, sir, is you're not married to her so you can only talk to her and if she doesn't want to move so be it you got to grow if she wants to stay there let her stay it's going to hurt your heart for, for you to leave her but don't put yourself out like that I understand the risk that you have I used to live in LA I had a lot of friends in a lot of little places and I will tell you this some of them I'm glad that they were my friends because if they were my enemy I'd be dead by now so I can definitely empathize with you on that the best thing for you to do is to talk to her and she doesn't want to move her family's got that grip on her let it go let it go just like in the movie Frozen let it go let it go don't hang on you only hurt yourself by doing it. Alright, folks. Uh, this is the end of the podcast. And what we're going to start doing as of tomorrow, we're going to start doing the three podcasts per week. Let's see how that works out. So we'll do one tomorrow and we'll have another one done on the 3rd and another one done on the 5th and we're going to go that route with it. So it be three days per week. That gives you a break, gives me a break, gives Gina a break, gives Natalie a break, and we'll have better shows for you. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned.
0: Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice, in the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for Fair Use.